Friday. I don't know if you guys, have, if you've noticed, if you've ever tried to track me down on Facebook, I am there, but I, we're going to need some unintended consequences here today. I uh, I forgot my password or something happened, but all of a sudden I didn't have access to my password. And of course, on one of those I'm tired of it rants, I went ahead and I shut everything off. Didn't want to be communicated by with by anyone, right? And so then I get in this endeavor and I decide, well, I'm just going to delete my Facebook page. Well, okay, so I get down this endeavor, and it's taking me a couple hours. I got a couple hours into it, and I'm trying to figure it out. And as it turns out, because I went in and I turned off all of my notifications, Facebook couldn't contact me with the six-digit code that allows me to reset my password. All right, so here I am. I'm, and in my mind, I am sure. I'm sure it's a frigging conspiracy. And, uh, and, you know, if you really break it down, it is. I mean, it, it's not a conspiracy per se, but it's definitely... The process of deleting your um, of your account or shutting your account down can be a little cumbersome. It's not just right out there. They don't just have a button on the main page that's right there on that main menu where it says settings. One of those menu options is discontinue, uh, suspend, or delete my account. Not going to put it right there. You got to do some digging, and of course, even then, if you don't know your password or there's some other issues like I like turned off notifications, you're you're going to struggle, right? I have an old email address in there that's no longer active. And, of course, that's where it sends the code, too. So I kind of screwed myself on that, too. You kind of got to take care of your business. But that was one of those unintended consequences of me getting involved in that. If you're if you're wondering if you're wondering why I might be considering, you know, not doing Facebook, well, see, it's a simple, it's just simple logic, right? I look at what I do with the time I have each day, and I be- believe me, it is going by faster than any of us want to believe. But I look at how much time I have every day and what I spend my time doing with it, and I, I just, you know, I can spend all that time doing that, and it, and sure, I mean, it may be entertaining, and but it really doesn't um, deliver anything to me that I don't already have. I mean, it doesn't, most of the stuff that I do on social media has nothing to do with, uh, except for maybe being excited because someone likes me. I, I, I gave up on that a long time ago. I f- figured it out. If you come out here out of the box, right, if you come out the box and you're doing shit like I'm doing, right, I'm over here getting my nose in everybody's business, talking about the American dream, and, of course, that just pisses people off, especially when they don't have any idea what the hell I'm talking about. So, of course, what's the default? It's, uh, well, uh, he must be crazy. Well, that might be true. I don't think it is. Talking about unintended consequences, let's talk about that. So, um, you remember back when you got everything going, you were like getting together, you were growing up and, and then you graduated and then you got that idea in your head and they said, well, you know, Hey, you should go to college. You're like, well, yeah, that'd be a great idea. And it, and that's the attitude we have. And of course, everyone around you is going, yeah, you got to go to college. You want to be somebody. That's an instance where we ran into some unintended consequences Funny thing about those student loans, those parent plus loans, there's, you, there's, you don't escape that. You're not going to escape that loan. You're not going to step away from that. Kind of funny. Where, where did we come up with that idea? I mean, let's face it. If, 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 if the entities in the world are managed by us because we're the voters, right? We're the people who say, hey, listen, I want this to happen and I want you to do this. And then as a result, they create these institutions where it's not benefiting us for shit. I mean, and that's the ironic twist in it all. We're walking around going, oh, I think he's going to do a good job for us. And I'm thinking, are you delusional? He's not working for you. None of these guys, they're not working for you. They're working for that big corporation, that next big payday, that next big deal. It isn't about money to them. I mean, you can imagine waking up with having $30 million in the bank, 
I mean, what do you worry about? Oh, well, I got 400000 over here in this, or I got a million and a half over here in this, or whatever, and it's like, just the interest alone, you're like, damn. So what do you turn your attention to? Power. Got to get some power. Unintended consequences. So let's 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 talk about this, and 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 it and it, it happens without saying, right? Think about the choices we make in life. If I sat you down as a twenty-year-old and you're thinking about buying a house, and I start saying, I say something like, "Okay, so Chris, you love buy you love a house. You're going to buy a house, right?" And you go, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to buy a house, and we're going to have to we're going to get in a bidding war, and we're going to win, right? We're going to get in a bidding war, and we're going to win." And you and you got this idea about how great it's going to be to own this house. And then I were to say, well, you remember when you were young and your dad and mom owned a house. Do you remember what you had to do as a result, right? When you was a kid, right? You had to mow the lawn. You had to pull weeds. You had to clean shit up in the back. You guys get out there and straighten up that garage. You know, that you and your brother got in there and dug through all the boxes of shit that just had shit. You remembered some toy at the bottom of the pile. The next thing you know, your dad's over there yelling, get in there, get that shit cleaned up, right? So as a kid, we know that the the whole house thing isn't that great, not compared to fishing and riding your bikes and chasing frogs and doing all the shit you love to do. And what's ironic, what's what's interesting about this conversation is it's there's still a lot of shit you love to do. You're not you're not chasing frogs anymore, but you're going out and you're you're playing cards and you're doing sports and you're being entertained and engaging with people that you like. And of course, that's that's that good stuff. But what 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 happens? What happens as a result of our decision to just submerge ourselves in debt? And and when we really when you really just settle into it, when you really settle into it, and you just you kind of really think about what you're doing and why you did it. Why why do you suppose this was the best deal in town? You're like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Can't believe it. I get to be like everybody else. Yeah. I'm not going to have time for shit. <laughs> I mean, and of course, you're being ridiculous. Well, no. No, I'm not. I'm not. What do you do when you're mowing the lawn? Because I know a lot of people get up on Saturdays all summer long, and depending on where you live, year-round, right? It seems like they they mow lawns all the time in in southern Illinois. That's just what they do. That is like a whole, that's a whole economy in itself, right? Just lawnmower shit, right? But you're out there mowing a lawn. What, what do we usually think about when we're mowing a lawn? Well, we'll do a podcast, or maybe we'll think about how cool it'd be to go fishing, or the last time we went camping, or, you know, who knows? And this is really, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's really not. I, I have no dogs in this fight. I'm not trying to turn you into me. I just want you to turn you into you. I want to turn you into being more like you. Let's face it. Think about how easy it is for you to do shit that you enjoy doing that, that, or that bring you to things you enjoy. I mean, your job wouldn't suck nearly as bad if when you got off of work you had some great stuff to do. And why don't we have great stuff to do? Well, it's unintended consequences. You can't, you can't make a decision to have to pay someone X amount of dollars every month for your entire life. What it's, well, that's basically what it seems like. I mean, it's 30 years. You're, you're selling 30 years of your life to some bank. And you're going to pay them double or more if you go the full term of the loan, which you probably won't, because depending on the economy, um, it, you'll never be close to being out of debt. Very, I mean, there, there are people who do it, but that's definitely not the, not the standard. It's clearly the exception, right? 
So instead of being able to say, hey, listen, I think on Thursday I'm going to go fishing, you get up on Thursday and you do the same thing you did Wednesday and the same thing you'll do on Friday. And of course, the argument is, well, you know, but you go to work. Sure you do. Sure you do. I agree completely. And, and to be honest with you, this isn't a promise that you're going to wake up every day and just get to live a leisurely life. Because I don't know if you're picking it up, but th- what I do isn't leisurely. This is certainly not leisurely. I spent, th- I think I spent three hours in the studio just practicing, just trying to get a, a this track done, all right, this podcast done, and I just wasn't there. So this isn't a promise that you get to just sit around on your ass and drink martinis. You're going to work, and you're going to have obligations. There are going to be a certain percentage of things you don't like to do. But for the rest of it, why don't you create a plan Just a little plan, a simple idea that says, if I'm going to work as hard as I am at the job I have to do, then what I should do is I should make sure that the stuff I do when I'm not working is friggin' worth it. Right? It's really simple. So, there's the question for you. You ready for it? There's the question, is it worth it? What is today? Oh, today's Wednesday. It's hump day. Damn, hump day. Forgot about it. That's the cool part about being about being retired, about being unac- no, I'm not. I'm, I'm only accountable to me now. I have a scheduler and I work it pretty good, and I make sure I get shit done every day. But think about this: imagine what you could be doing right now if you had less, if you had half the debt that you have right now, and you have, and you've had half the debt that you have right now for a, an entire year. And because you're a smart guy, smart gal, and you've got plans, and you you communicate with your partner, and you talk about where you're going and what you love and what you got, what you got planned, where you're sh- what you're shooting for, right? You you over there, and 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 it's been a year, and you've got like twelve thousand dollars in the bank, and you're like, wow, wow, that's enough to pay the car off, right? And then you pay the car off, and now you take that money from the car, and all of a sudden, that next year you've got twenty, you've got you've got you've got twenty thousand dollars in the bank, right? The un- unintended consequences of, of, of debt is similar to the unintended consequences of prison. I'm listening to um, uh, a gulag acapella, the Gulag Acapelago, and of course this guy's getting into the idea and the thinking of, a, of an inmate who's been in a prison camp and deprived of everything. He's given up on everything, right? But it's funny because it, the, the, the explanation parallels where we are, where we are. When, when uh, the reason that, you know, that thing that you have when you look around in the world and there's this feeling like, like you're not, unset, you're kind of unsettled, there's something you want. And then you run out every day and we run out and we do it and there's this constant uneasiness. You're either frustrated or angry or bored. You're never just right there in that perfect zone. Do you know what that's about, right? That's about the, the level of value that we derive from the things we have. See? And, and this is where the struggle comes in. Uh, according to the book, he says, you know, when you are deprived of everything and you have nothing left, there, that's the most liberating moment in your life because all of a sudden you have everything you need. And what's interesting about that is no matter what a captive does to you and requires you to do, the one thing a captive can never do is control your mind. Unless you, a captor, unless you, unless you, of course, you let them do that, right? So given that type of thinking, which I believe is fairly true, I mean, think about it. You are what you think. 
And those those angry Trump supporters who don't like anybody, don't every Democrat sucks, they should all be shot or whatever the attitude, the prevailing um, uh, ideology is about that whole concept. Um, what if it's what if it's not even I mean, what if that's what if that's not exactly going to give you what you think it's going to give you? I mean, because the idea is, well, you know, America's going to be better. and We're going to shut these borders down. And of course, you know, he that's the perfect guy to do it right there. Yeah, he hangs out with dictators. At least I've seen him with a couple. I don't. I don't know. He's really into. Uh, he was into Putin when he was president, right? And he was into Kim Jong Un or whatever that dude's name is, North Korea. Yeah, he was kind of into him too. Um, and then, of course, uh, the truth. I said this before, and I can't help but say it. And and this applies to the Democrats too. I'm not going to just kick in on the on the Republicans. Let's talk about the Democrats. I mean, come on. There's sneaky shit going on both sides of the fence. And the reason they can do it and get away with it is because they don't work for you. We play such a small role in the whole thing, right? We really do. We really do because they have the game. The game's been, the card's been stacked against us before we ever entered the game. I mean, you think, you think these candidates haven't been sitting around making deals with people, trying to get support? That's all, that's all that is. You know, when you talk about DeSantis or someone else, the only reason Donald Trump is doing what he's doing is because the story that he's being told or that he's telling is that he's going to save the world. I mean, you, you, I mean, given what's going on, I mean, you, you kind of need someone who's going to say, well, hey, listen, I got this. I'll save the world. The question we have to ask ourselves is, what are the unintended consequences of a decision to go ahead and put someone like that in power? Now, I don't want to draw and make any assumptions here. I'm not going to make any assumptions. I just want you to take a look at the facts. Let's, let's take a look at the facts. If history, if, if the past is indicative of the future, let's go ahead and talk about it. Conduct that dictators usually partake in. Well, they don't have very many friends. There's a whole lot of mistrust. Everyone they manage is afraid of them, and the people who disagree with them or otherwise create some sort of questionable or concern, they just disappear. They just get rid of those people. Who do you suppose did that? Who would kind of, I mean, let's see, would it be Stalin? Did Stalin ever do that? Hmm. Did uh, did Hitler ever do that? I, I don't know. You know anybody who has a history of doing that? Now, it's going on both sides. I mean, there's this battle going back and forth. They don't even know we exist, to be honest with you. I mean, they talk to us, but they and it's just a show. It's just like, well, okay, vote for me. And, of course, that's the ultimate decider, but it all comes down to the best commercial, right? And even even when they get elected, let's say you elect him, he's not showing up at your door and, hey, Chris, hey, listen, I think I'm going to fix this shit for you. Inflation's still going up. It's funny, I watched the news, or the, the ad for things to believe, right, I guess. You could call it that. And it, it talks about, well, you know, the cost of things are still going up, but not quite as much, so that's good news. And I'm thinking, damn. Unintended consequences. So what do you think is going to happen uh, when you think about unintended consequences with regard to the fact that we've kind of stepped away from our our direct supervision of our children? Right? Think about it. Think about it. Somehow or another in the educational system, it's become, it's become a prevalent idea and, a, and in fact, a prevalent act to... To just get directly involved in the sexual orientation of your children. Someone your child doesn't have any connection to, someone your children don't have any any real obligation to other than in an educational capacity, all of a sudden decides, hey, hey, listen, I'm going to talk to you about whether you want to be a boy or a girl. 
And I'm thinking, well, uh, wouldn't wouldn't the people who are around that person, the people who raised that person, be more qualified to have that conversation? I mean, think about it. Think about it. It's kind of like having the nurse talk about your heart surgery. Huh? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know, it's good to be like that. Yeah, okay. I mean, and then, and what wouldn't be, be wouldn't be bad if our educational system was actually where it was supposed to be. These these professors, these these uh, these professors in these universities that are talking about all this stuff, right? Um, it wouldn't be bad if they had a hundred percent success rate on their graduations, right? Because let's face it, those student loans are are not forgivable. So I guess, given that term, the other side of that would be. You need to make sure that our kids get through school. So maybe we should change the dynamic a little bit, where they show up there, they're accountable, and they're they're accounted for, and they perform what they're supposed to do. They're employees of the university, and the wages are being paid by the parents, right? I mean, at least that'd be a great deal, right? And what? But but of course, again, what unintended consequences? Hmm. Moving right along, moving right along. So I, I'm kind of, and again. Um, Maybe it's just the way I think, but um, I look around and I look at these institutions and I question and I wonder, well, that don't make no friggin' sense. All right. So here we are. We're driving across, I think it was Texas or New Mexico. I'm not sure which. Driving across New Mexico and we're on this highway and it's a two lane highway and it's, or maybe, no, it's a four lane highway, but it's just, it's, and it's designated. There's a sign that says designated safety area. Fines double. And I'm scratching my head. I'm thinking, wait a minute. Um, safety area, signs do- uh, fines double. What in the world is the logic in that? Is this strip of, strip of highway just so immensely dangerous that we just have to make sure that, that you know and that you don't break the law in this specific area? You've driven from Texas to to almost to Bar Harbor, Maine. You hit some road. It's like, oh, safety area. Now the fines are going to double. It's like, what is that? That is an in, that is an established institution of financial indebtedness. It gives the state, the government, law enforcement, the authority just to pull you over because your speed. Not because your speed has anything to do with anything significantly. Because whether you're going seventy or eighty. Um, it really, I mean, it, it, the, the, the numbers will show the, the math, the science will show that it's not actually that much difference in how safe you are. I mean, I, mean, I, ch- I challenge someone, but again, and the unintended consequences, that's all part of that too, right? Think about it. Do what you're told. I'll just shut up and do what you're told. Hey, why do you have to be different? Right? Right? Hey, listen, if you, if you get in a fight, you don't, you can't fight. You got to go tell somebody. Man, there's some good training, right? Thinking about it, Snitch Cool 101, right? Snitch Cool 101. Oh, uh, yeah, from the time you're a kid, you walk in, the first thing you do is they teach you how to be a snitch. Oh, you, 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 no, no, you can't handle your own business. You're not a badass. You don't get to be the badass. We do. Which wouldn't be bad if they were actually the badasses. But you do realize on any given level where someone else is supposed to be doing your business for you, how screwed up it usually gets, right? Think about it. Think about it. We, we, we actually have assigned someone, they're called the president and, the, and our representatives to do our business, right? And, of course, uh, because of that, you're freaking living your best life ever, right? You, you're making way more money than you ever dreamed you would. And there's definitely some equality, which, of course, is a big issue. I don't know. I, 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 and to be honest with you, let me just jump on unintended consequences. You know, there's an idea in the world um, that, maybe, that maybe we should all be sharing shit. 
And I agree with that to some degree. I believe we should help elevate the people around us. I think that's part of the obligation of living a, a fulfilled life, right? But that doesn't mean that I'm supposed to carry you on my back and your and your kids and your and your family, right? That's just not how that works. Because just like the universe as a whole, just like the animal kingdom, uh, when you think about our existence, the reason that you are where you are is because of your ability to perform in this environment. I mean, let's face it, that your neighbors, they woke up to the same world you did. They woke up in the same exact world you did. And over there, he's over there going on vacation. He spends a lot of time doing what he loves, talks about it. He's always energized. Him and his wife are always happy. And there you are, your lawn needs mowed. You got shit in the front yard. It isn't because you can't do that or even more. I mean, the reason you're not doing it is because you're not doing what it takes to get there. And probably that's because you just, when it comes down to it, you don't know how. You don't know how. Think back. Think back to the, to all your entire childhood. When did anyone ever sit down and explain to you, okay, Chris, here's what's going to happen. So you're going to grow up, and you're going you're to have this set of ideas. You're going to have these ideas about what your life is supposed to look like. And, of course, that's the plan. Now, the question you have to ask yourself is, is that, is that plan going to deliver to you the things, the type of experience you want to call your life? And where this kind of goes awry is, you know, as a young man, we talk about maybe going to school and achieving some goal and then spending your life, like in my, my, in my case, it was just growing and learning and doing and, and, and being, right? But, I mean, let, just there's a reason you're not, you're not able to continue to boat or continue to be engaged in activities. It's because no one tells you that's what you're supposed to do. Think about it. What's the plan? By the time you're 25, 30 years old, you got enough debt that you have to work every day. So that puts you in one spot. And, of course, because you got debt and you didn't manage to save any money or actually follow through because you're really not that excited about the plan you have. You get up every day and you do the shit you're doing. And, of course, then we get home and we go, oh, God, doing this sucks. Part of the downside to the decision, this this thing we, we inherit, is that there's no energy in it. Think about it. Once you accept where you are, you don't have any motivation to change it. Think about it. I talk to inmates in the federal prison all the time. I'm over there standing on the on the sidewalk watching them walk, and, and at the time I was in the pit. Man, life couldn't have been any worse, right? And I'm looking at these guys, and they're yucking it up. They're having a good time. They're talking about like they were, like maybe they're in a college campus or something of that nature. I mean, they're just doing, a, doing their thing, right? And I'm over there scratching my head trying to figure out how the hell they do that. And then I started asking them questions. I must have talked to 1,500 guys I, all the time. That conversation would continually come up. And what I found out was the guys would say, when you accept where you are, you can find happiness in it. And, of course, people go, well, that's crazy. How could you find happiness in prison? Now, here's the parallel. Here, here's where you, you might want to pay a little attention. You do realize that's exactly the same scenario that most of us are in, right? You do realize that part of the reason that this can't be heard, that that the idea of change in your life so that you get to spend more time energized by the things you do, you, 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 you hear it. You hear it, but you've accepted where you are. Uh, 30 years, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. If I were to say, hey, why don't you go back to school? Well, you know, all right. Oh, well, I thought about it. Or you, maybe you're the I'm gonna. 
you're in that I'm gonna game. That's where you just, I mean, you, you get around people and they're like, they're talking about what they're doing. Like, I, I believe that Sandy and I have lived a pretty full life. I mean, we've definitely done some shit that other people aren't doing. I don't have, none of my friends do a podcast, I can tell you that. So, I mean, so we've done it pretty good. But when you're sitting around with people like us or other people who have done stuff, seem to be more worldly or just more successful, the I'm gonna's usually come out. That's when you're sitting there and you're going, oh, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, we're going to. Yeah, we're going to. I'm going to. Yeah, it's a story about what the future holds for you. Let me just explain this to you. The unintended consequences of, of debt is an inability to move and oftentimes the inability to make quick decisions. Now, where, what other role does that play in? There are some other unintended consequences of that in itself, right? Think about it. So hypothetically, I mean, because of course, God forbid, we can't imagine that would ever happen, right? The shit we're going, they're going through in the Middle East. You see people loading up their shit on their cars, in their cars, everywhere, and they're just driving. Everybody's tired and dirty and thirsty and, oh, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. We can't imagine that happen. So we choose this life. And within this life, guess what? There you are, you're in your business, you got your thing going on. What would happen, where would you be if, if something like that happened? Where would you be if something like that happened? Imagine if all of a sudden you couldn't pay for all that shit you have. Where would you be? What would be the plan? I mean, it, it's, it's possible. And of course, and then the other thing, let's just imagine for a second it got real bad. I mean, it got equally as bad as it is in Ukraine or anyplace else where people are just living with the things they have on their back and they're constantly moving. Are you, in a, are you physically fit enough to do that? Are you in a physical condition where you could say, all right, let's go ahead, we got to move, we got to move, we got to move? And the honest answer is no. And even if you are, the, the problem that most of us have is, I mean, how much experience do you have in, in figuring stuff out? Because you're not going to know everything. That's not where survival comes in. You don't wake, walk in any situation and walk in knowing everything about the situation and exactly what you need to do. And unfortunately, like, like so many other skills, your ability to analyze and to develop a strategy based on what you see is, is the difference when that's all you have, right? When you're over there standing in an alley, you've got your bug-out pack on, and you're over there hanging out and and you're looking at a cardboard box and trying to figure out how the hell you're going to get through the city or whatever you're doing, when you, look at, when you start looking at things, you start looking at things differently. And if you don't have the ability to put the pieces together, guess what? Chances are you're going to be screwed. Unintended consequences. Oh, and, and, of course, um, let me just tell you this. I don't, I don't want to scare you. I'm scaring you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I don't want to scare you. I'm just trying to get you to think. I'm I'm still amazed. I got to tell you, I'm still amazed. So, I I I I never imagined. Well, I kind of imagined that at some point we would actually be okay with having microphones in our houses and our cars have GPS systems in them and our phones have GPS systems in them and the internet is just collecting and gathering information at an unparalleled rate. I mean, it's crazy. And 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 what's ironic about that is, you know, we. We use this, and, and part of the reason we stay so connected to it is because we value it. For whatever reason, whatever we believe, we've decided this is a key part of our, our life. It's important to us. But again, we, we have these things introduced to us, and my question is, what about the unintended consequences? What do you think about 
what have you really spent any time actually considering what is the result of this? I mean, is it really good that a species, whether it's, I mean, human beings are typically social, very social, and they use visual cues and audio cues and interactions and and physical contact in order to communicate, right? All of a sudden you take this species and all of a sudden you isolate them. And in essence, basically what you're doing is you're putting them in a cage, you're putting them in a box, and that's where they communicate from. And aside from the static messages that you receive and the images that are two-dimensional and of course the occasional video call um we're not kicking it we're not talking we're not actually getting that good vibe when you're standing next to someone who actually likes you is actually interested in you is actually digging what you got to say what do you suppose the unintended consequences are of that i mean if you're in your box and there's a bunch of shit going on around you well you know you're in your box you don't have to worry about that shit Here's a question for you. What would you do? Imagine this. Again, we can't imagine being debt-free, so this is unimaginable. But just, just hypothetically, imagine. Imagine for a second you look out your window and you know the neighbor. You've known him all your life because you live right next to him for the last 20 years, right? And you look over there and you see him and they just drag his ass out. You're like, what the hell happened? Are you going to go ask questions or are you going to go save him? And then maybe maybe a couple weeks later, there you are again, and you're looking over the other side, and now this the friend of this guy, the other guy across the street, next thing you know, you see some guys come, and they drag his ass out and take him away too. What would you do? What would you do? What would you do if you go to the grocery store and you run into someone you know, and they say, hey, did you hear about Jim? Yeah, they freaking came and got him. I don't know what's going on with him. His wife can't get a hold of him or nothing. You do realize that's how they used to do it, right? You do realize that's how Stalin did it. He, 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 these people think they won a prize or something. Next thing you know, they end up in a friggin' concentration camp, a work camp up in up on the Gulag Archipelago, right? Up there in the Gulag. Getting their ass kicked, barely have food. They're peeing in their boot, right? That's just the, I mean, that's just what it is. And you know what's interesting about that? According to the book, people actually got to the point where they, they kind of accepted where they were. Unintended consequences. Man, I hope we're wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not trying to be a, a hater. I don't hate anybody. I, I want the best for the world. I want the best for me. From And more than that, I want the best for my children, my grandchildren. Um, but are we looking at the unintended consequences? I know I'm looking around. There's The war's going on, and they're showing pictures of babies. And, of course, I, I'm I'm struggling. I don't know how to rationalize the idea that we're... Can you imagine that general, the person who ordered that strike, and, of course, the images come out? The only way you can rationalize it is, well, no, that, that, that wasn't my bomb. That wasn't my... I didn't kill him. Mm, well, okay, whatever. I think we got some problems. I think if we're not paying attention to each other, I think the, the cure for it is to spend time having a conversation. we got to shut set the phone start and start looking at each other in the face again. You, need, you might need to know the cashier's name in case you run in there and, and you're needing some help from something or you see something going on. I mean, I think it's going to be us, despite what they say about, you know, we'll take care of it. Just come and call us. I think it's this we're getting to a point now where us as a community, that is the working class, you, me, the guy down the street, your neighbor, your friend, the guy at the grocery store. We, we, are, the, we are the difference. We're going to be the difference between how this thing goes. We need to stop fighting and listening to the bullshit. We need to start talking amongst ourselves and start coming up with an idea that actually is going to work for us. Maybe we can change the rules a little bit. Maybe we can get back in the game. I don't know. I'm just one guy. 
And that shit scares you. If it does, that's a bad sign. It's funny, I say something like this, and, and, and of course, people, you get canceled, they'll cancel you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. Hey, listen, guys, I really appreciate it. I'm enjoying myself. I continue to do what I do. I hope you'll continue to search for better. You know, it's everywhere. It's all around you. Step out of the darkness. Stop thinking about all the things that are wrong with the world. Start looking at all the opportunities and all the things that are right. And I guarantee before you know it, you keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it, talking about it. And the next thing you know, you're going to be standing right in the middle of it. And it feels great. I can tell you that. So hope you'll do that. Don't forget to share, like. Uh, as, as, as popularity goes, not a popularity contest. Um, the number of people who follow any given idea is not indicative of its truth or its usefulness. I can tell you that I do this for me. And of course I do it for you. Um, I want to keep my train on the tracks and maybe give you something to think about. I think you can do better at it. I think you should be waking up with a smile on your face. And if you're not, you might want to just take a minute, look in the mirror and ask yourself why maybe start hashing out some ideas about how great it could be. That's the reason I'm here. Till next time, my name is Chris Haquez, and this is your best life defined. Have a wonderful day.